catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Whenever it feels like you're in the middle of anything at all, it could be you just feel like Ichuk, uh, uh, keep going. Nothing will work unless you do. Welcome to Tony's Tech Side. I live stream on www.africatechradio.com every weekday from 9 a.m. till midday. Did you hear that? Mm, okay, weekday till midday. Wherever you're listening from, like, comment, and share. We'll learn a tech word today, dig deep into the rubbles of history to find precious jewels of knowledge. And then we share the most important and juiciest tech stories impact in Africa to keep you informed. You can share your stories with the rest of us on WhatsApp or you could text send a voice note also 0913 please add plus two three four if you're texting from outside nigeria smile guys it's a wonderful day okay so an uncertain wind of change seems to be blowing across africa military mm-hmm. it's like the military is on an ill working corruption reduced democratic system they're like having like something niger now gabon who else will catch this call well today 122 years ago herbert cecil booth received a patent for the first powered vacuum cleaner Oh, well, so the vacuum cleaner is today 122 years legally. This was August 30th, 1901. August 30th, 1907, which is 116 years ago, Gordon Brown was born. Yes. So he's actually the person who originated many of the concepts behind automatic feedback control systems. And he died on the 23rd of August, 1996 at 89 years. So he's like an August baby, both in birth and in death. And in 1907, same day, John Marshley was born. He's an American physicist. He helped develop the ENIAC, the EDVAC, the BINAC, and the UNIVAC 1, if you did computer in primary and secondary school. <laughs> well, you should know the ENIAC, EDVAC, UNIVAC, and all of that. Well, he died at uh, 73 on the 8th of January, 1980. And in 1969, on August 30th, the first interface message processor IMP was delivered to Leonard Kleinrock's research group at the UCLA. So the IMP was a device that would interconnect networks between research facilities on the developing ARPANET, the what what came before the internet, what introduced the internet. You know how, if you're Christian, right, there's like this allusion to John the Baptist as a person who kind of like made the way, you know, for the Messiah. So that's exactly what this was. The interface, you know, message processor, you know, kind of like helped. It was that device that helped them to introduce like what introduced the internet, the ARPANET, exactly. And our word for today is, yes, the word for today, encryption, encryption. Yes. So with the, the internet and data and information becoming rife, some information needed to be encrypted. Or encryption didn't exactly start today. You know, any form of information, any form of data that you feel is private, right? You have to encrypt it. Just the same way when you have like private parts, you have to like cover it, even if other parts of the body are like open, especially in public spaces or from every other person except those who, who are supposed to have access, you know, to those private 
parts and things yeah that's just think of encryption as that Mm -hmm. so at the most basic level if i'm going to explain what encryption the word for today is would say it's a process of protecting information or data by using some maths models like maths like mathematical models to scramble it in such a way that only the parties the people who have the key to unscramble it can access the information or the data that you're trying to protect now this process you know of encryption can be you know from very simple encryption or scrambling or scrambling is like when you just put a lot of things together and you're like okay find out what did i you know put together and you're like uh i'm not sure how you you know scattered it so how am i supposed to unscatter it so it's scattering information in a way that someone has a key or someone knows how to unscatter the information and make it structured makes sense so it can be very complex and it can be very simple and mathematicians and computer scientists have invented some specific forms of encryption that are used to protect information and data that consumers and businesses rely on every day and so convert your data into unrecognized form or into a code to prevent people from accessing it especially when they do not have the authority to actually do that so plain text will be converted into encryption algorithms or ciphers if you've heard the word cipher before c-i-p-h-e-r-s at the beginning of every encryption process the sender must decide what cipher or what formula or what algorithm that would best disguise the meaning of the message and what variable to use as a key to make the encoded message unique now did you know that the science of encryption and decryption of information is known as cryptography well now you know and you can use this word as you please and whenever you hear encrypted data or encryption or encryption you know exactly what it means and you know maybe the basics (laughs) if you're going to use this word today encryption yeah please hit me up in the comment section and tell me how you used it or how you are going to use it so id insiders and experts biometric id insiders and experts have warned that detection tools must improve at examining darker skin like so according to them tools that can be used to detect deepfake images have very big issues detecting darker skin tones to know if oh this is a deepfake image or this is a real image because they trained the ai right to recognize mainly white caucasian males yes (laughs) so it means that if your image is used or if you just like a deepfake image of you you know or a scam using darker skin tones it would be a lot more difficult to crack or like to determine that it's deep fake than if it's a white caucasian males like you know or white skin tone literally so we actually you know when they also said something about some you know cameras that were being manufactured and they were trained to actually make the light skin or the white skin tone look much more presenting appealing and attractive you know when the picture is taken and then someone had to like test that and they found out oh yeah they don't actually train these things with dark you know darker skin tones and you're like what in the hell what in the (laughs) when we're talking about bias like 
this is just it but then we keep buying devices you know you keep taking pictures and you're like oh why is it that it's always final when someone who's light skin or lightest still has lightest skin takes a picture that when someone is dark and you feel like it's your fault like you're the one who caused it like you're not fine enough bro man no stress <laughs> so with the number of persons who are actually doing you know the whole deep fake image thing like they're putting their phones on ai and whatnot it's really a thing like i don't i don't even know how to go about it. i don't know what to comment about it i just feel like we need to also take this up on our own because if we're inventing these things if we're creating these technologies we're going to training those these technologies with you know like our own skin tone our own eye color our iris color our hair color and and whatnot but if we leave you know like some certain persons their bias will rub off on the technology and there's nothing really nothing really that we can do you remember the scam so first is i remember i remember the one in hong kong and i remember the one that was in that happened in may you know where and a deep fake scam made a Japanese citizen to buy about $2,000 worth of computer game credits. And it was totally crazy, right? The victim was fooled by a fraudulent video call in which the scammer swapped his, the scammer swapped his face with the CEO of a Hong Kong bank. Imagine a CEO calling you. The face, the voice, everything. You're like, wow. And then you have to like, you know, let go of all of your money. So just imagine that, you know, they actually start getting these things down, like really start happening here on the continent. It'd be much more difficult to actually verify. And even even after that, it'd be much more difficult to say, oh, we're trying to crack down on it or something like that. Meanwhile, in reaction to this, Google is trialing a digital watermark to spot images that are made by artificial intelligence, that's AI, in a bid to fight disinformation. So it's developed by DeepMind, which, you know, is Google's AI arm, and it would try to identify images generated by machines. And what it does is it embeds changes to individual pixels in images so the watermarks are invisible to the human eye but detectable to computers so when you run it by a computer the computer that's a synth id which is um deep minds you know application it'll be able to tell you if this image is actually ai generated or if it is um you know just normal yeah um but these kind of watermarks are not exactly suitable for identifying AI generated images because they can easily be edited or cropped out if you're also using a system, right? Um, tech companies use a technique called hashing to create digital fingerprints of known videos of abuse so they can spot them and remove them quickly if they start to spread online. But these two can become corrupted if the video is cropped or edited. Um, so I just, it feels like this invisible watermark thing is effective for now because it will allow people to use its software to find out instantly whether the picture is real or is made by machines it's a big world of generative ai and i just heard that the market will most likely reach a hundred billion dollar not a hundred million a hundred billion dollar in terms of um market value like the value of the entire markets in 2030 and it would see a 35 percent and upwards compound annual growth during this period from 2023 to 2030 this is according to a report from research and markets today the 30th of august as a live stream you can join the African Chatbot and Conversational AI Summit 
Yes, it's happening in Santin, South Africa. You can join that. It's all about AI. It's all about generative AI. And it's all about chatbots and conversational AI on the continent. Those who are working on these AI um, tools, or building these AI tools, those who are thinking about it, and those who work within the space where they use these tools for services, also banks, telco, and whatnot. These are the people who are going to be meeting. So, And then you can also catch up. Yes, yes, you can catch up on their YouTube page african chat bot yes catch up and then see like you know the major issues that were discussed and the highlights of that particular event continuing with the stories rocking the continent of africa impacting africa in terms of tech would be cameroon one cameroon has started the pilot phase of a project to issue 500,000 birth certificates to children who do not yet have the any kind of foundational identity document in the country. The project was launched recently in Batori, a town in the East region, which is noted for low birth registration. According to Decentralization and Local Development Minister Georges Elanga Obam, who launched the project as the country joined the rest of the continent to celebrate the African Civil Registration and Vital Statistics Day earlier. This special campaign kicked off with the symbolic issuance of 100 birth certificates to some children in the Batori region. That's like in the East region. Batori, that's uh, the place in the East region. And it's happening on the instructions of the president. So the president is like fully behind it. The president of the Republic of uh, Cameroon, Paul Bia. According to statistics from Cameroon's National Civil Status Registration Office, the rate of birth certificate issuance for children five years of age and below stands at 65%. So there are a lot of persons, uh, how many percent? About 35% who do not have any form of, you know, identification, foundational document identification. So no birth certificate, no nothing, right? Nothing that is just like a birth certificate. And these figures need to be improved given the high birth rate in the country um yep so un sustainable development goal 16 targets 100 percent birth registration and i hope this is achieved before the year 2013 that's uh, the 2030 goals yeah this is good um it's I think it's really good. It's commendable. And it's a right, actually. It's a right to be identified, especially if those identification, if the identification would ensure that you get certain social services and it brings about some sort of relevance, you know, in terms of economic, you know, political and social relevance to you also. It's really important. It should be taken as, you know, a duty of a government and a right by the citizens to be, you know, a part of the system. Mm? Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. So we now have Raspberry Pi Pico boards manufactured in Kenya and it's available for sale at Electronic um, retailers across the continent. These boards have been manufactured in Kenya by Gearbox Europlacer. It's good that these boards will be available to electronic resellers in Kenya, Rwanda, and Ghana, starting with and then across the continent to continue. So this is the first um, microcontroller board by um, Raspberry Pi Pico, and they are low-cost devices. If you're hearing of the Raspberry Pi, you know, um, for example, these are really low-cost devices, devices made specifically for physical computing 
and they do not run on any operating system whatsoever so all you just need to do is it's just like plug and play they do not have like the fine covering that you have with your laptops and desktop yeah and um, they look like they're pretty put together with wires and whatnot but they can run exactly um you know all the kind of computing that you need to run primarily they are programmed to run a single specific task um, users can reprogram the boards over USB via a Raspberry Pi or a computer. Industrially, they used to run custom devices and machinery. And this particular local manufacturing we're seeing of the Raspberry Pi um, devices is a boost to the growing tech sector in Kenya and the East Africa region. Production in Kenya would increase access to these competing solutions in Africa and export to Ghana earlier on. Um, was the first ever of its kind from Kenya. So just imagine um, Kenya exporting computing devices to Ghana. <laughs> it's we're not sure what you know these things can bring about in the future, but it's a good start, I must say. And I really commend um, Kenya and uh, the Gearbox, yeah, Gearbox replacer um, for taking that initiative. Yes, and yes, the rumors. Uh, yes, rumor has it. Ooh, rumor has it. Rumor has it, and rumor were the rumors that we heard were right. Apple is launching or announcing the iPhone 15 on the 12th of September 2023. Apple's next iPhone event. Yes, that's when it's going to happen. And of course, they have sent out invites for the event once again, scheduled for the Apple Park headquarters in Cupertino, the United States of America. And the invite features a Thanos snap-like graphic um, accompanied by the word Wonder Lost. <laughs> so the iPhone 15 will almost certainly be the centerpiece for the big show. That's what we think. And given that the big deal um, that it made for the iPhone X, it seems like the new version of the handsets could bring a big upgrade to the um, iPhone line. Given how the overall market has been trending, a much-needed injection of excitement could go a long, long way. Likely not a foldable level of you know but then nonetheless it's still most likely going to be great apple almost always you know kill like their events so we're actually expecting a wonderful event like no cap we're really expecting a wonderful event because apple does not like they never disappoint i i just had to say that they really they usually never disappoint so thank you very much um to the guys at Gearbox and the initiative by Cameroon to ensure that our 500,000 children get foundational, at least very basic kind of inclusion in the identity system of the country. And maybe take this online too and ensure that these persons also get the kind of social services or you know that every other person who has certificates or some form of final um of foundational identification can actually access and benefit from thank you to all the guys everybody doing something good and great on the continent of africa especially with tech well double wahala for the employees of amazon who say they do not want to return to the office and they do not also want to return to the three-day hybrid system amazon ceo andy jc <laughs> has a message for them he says if you don't want to return it's not going to work out for you 
I really don't care how you want to go around it, whether you want to go on strike or you want to stage a walkout. Thousands of workers signed a petition against the mandate when he said return to the office three days per week starting in May. Amazon employees were not happy about the decision. And that clearly hasn't changed Amazon's position on the matter. I mean, the walkout, signing petitions, thousands of workers. According to what we hear, you know, JC saying, it's saying that it's past the time to disagree and commit. Guys, if you can't disagree, it's not it's not going to work out for you at Amazon because we're going back to the office at least three days a week. Guys, tell me what has hybrid work been like for you? Are your employers telling you to return to work? If you're in a place like Nigeria or South Africa where inflation is like on a rise and there are lots of things happening at the same time you clearly are looking for a job that is remote we have more people looking for remote jobs right or better still hybrid right if we can't take it hybrid but then physical like i mean at least three days and then you have to do like five days in a week like every day return to pre-covid i don't know if a lot of people are like really open to that because also most of the people who have issues, you know, for, with, you know, working in Europe and America, the employers are turning to Africa to employ people. So it's a little bit more difficult for employers around here to enforce the five day, all day physical, all weekdays, um, you know, show up physical at the office. Oh, uh, except for <laughs> those who work in essential services and media, like things like that. They, they really do not have all of that remote <laughs> experience, kind of. Except if you're working, like your work requires you to, you know, shoot videos and whatnot, do everything remotely. But if you have to come into the studio, if you need to come into the hospital and, and, and all of that, essential work, policemen, you know, soldiers and, and whatnot, you just have to show up physical. But for the rest of you all, tech bros and, and girls and G's and sis, well, you have a chance. You have a choice, actually. And I think that's where most of Africa's workforce is bending towards. But then I see two people putting their legs in. I don't know. I think Elon is trying to take everybody's job, like everybody's job, every CEO's job, kind of. You know when he talked, he talked about the future of X, which is formerly Twitter, and he says he wants to make X the old, like the go-to app for everything and anything. Well, X hiring is the latest feature that's been added to X, which is formerly known as Twitter. I don't know when we'll stop saying formerly Twitter and then just call it X. Now, this feature, although it was announced in June. It's just been rolled out now. And what this feature does is it allows companies, your company, to post a job, the job title, the location of the job, the salary on X hiring. And although it's in beta phase now, um, verified organizations can feature roles on their profile and organically reach candidates. And I'm thinking, X, what are you trying to do? Speak to me directly. This is LinkedIn talking now. Speak to me directly. I'm not hearing you. Speak out. Speaking out. I'm not hearing you. Businesses can add an open roles chef to their profile, which will appear above their main timeline and below their profile bio and following follower numbers, all of that. So per month, premium business plan is 1K um, in terms like dollars. Yeah. And a business has to be a subscriber to verification for organizations that like you have to be verified. Also, then you have to apply for the beta X 
hiring and way to be accepted and for now the job listing feature is not available in all regions but it's going to roll out in all regions in due time what you have to do if it's available for you and you check your organization it's available you have to be a verified organization before you can be thinking that is for if you are not a verified organization sorry <laughs> sorry elon is here to make money he's in it for the business bro so if you find out that you in your organization is verified and you have access to this beta program just tap on the view all jobs yeah there's a button called view all jobs on your company profile you're able to see all the open positions that a company has listed uh tapping on the button that will oh hold on let me take that again so you'd have to tap on view all jobs button on your company profile to actually view all the open positions that a company has listed and this will take you to the external platform where the vacancy is hosted for application so this is x formerly twitter trying to do what linkedin ordinarily has done for years like linkedin has totally taken that space and nobody linkedin has been innovating in that space and nobody nobody the corporate space and nobody has taken it's the corporate the social corporate media or social media corporate social media space and nobody has actually and x is actually getting into it like i'm going to put my leg uh, we are going to put our legs in one trouser that's what x is doing to some people it feels like elon Musk doesn't know what he's doing like he's literally everywhere he wants to be instagram he wants to be facebook he wants to be um twitter he wants to be linkedin he wants to be tiktok he wants to be every app at the same time he wants to be a payment app he wants to be fintech he wants to be everything even religious app every freaking thing and you're like elon can you maybe concentrate on one particular thing maybe okay you can try to you know just you know make some effort to pretend to if possible as far as i'm concerned it's just time that's going to tell you know if all of these things work out or if it doesn't work out but if someone can dream about being an go like a go-to app for every freaking thing then of course yes someone can actually make it happen elon or not i stream live stream on www.africatechradio.com every weekday from 9 a.m west african time till midday and yes this episode is available on all podcast streaming platforms and you can listen again and again and again share you know subscribe like and join me live stream 9 a.m west african time every weekday this is tony's tech side thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com